Slice Audio. Good morning, Rapid City. It's Citizens Rest. <laughs> Epic. Just gets better. Studio Four B. Episodes <laughs> over. How do you how do you talk after something like that? I don't know. I don't know how to follow that. <laughs> well, welcome to the next episode of Citizens Arrest. Myself, I'm Amy Rose. We've got Brandon Jones, so, Brendan Medina, and Lieutenant Kevin Mosier here. Good today. morning. It's been a while. I know. Where have you been? I vacated the country, believe it or not, for about a week. I went to uh, Russia. Well, God, no, I'm probably going to stay away from there right now. That's kind of a dangerous place to go, unfortunately. But I went to, uh, have you ever heard of the uh, island of Isla? Never. Oh, it's a wonderful place. Is this part of a video game or is it no, real? No, this is a real deal. I went to the island of Isla. I went to Portos Morelos. Sure. It's pretty cool. Sounds went, cool. Went to Tulum. Wow. Um, yeah. Can't wait to go back. I'm already making plans so, for next like, year. So, like, what is is there a town nearby that we might recognize? Well, Cancun is probably okay. uh, oh. probably the most recognizable city in the area. But, uh, yeah, it's great. Nice. I went down to Playa. Cancun is, is my favorite place. Playa del Carmen yeah. or whatever. That's I've been wonderful. there. That's, that's a lot of fun. The weather down there, it's a little different than what it is out there. Yeah. This Where's your sunburn? Speech. You know that was uh, that was a three that was about three weeks ago. So all oh, okay. that's had a chance to kind of recover. So <laughs> South, South Dakota has, has worked its magic already. <laughs> yeah. taken back, it's taken me over again. My son tan or burn only lasts about a week as well. I I can't I don't tan. <laughs> I did get a really good video of the lieutenant uh, doing some karaoke. Really? Yeah, yeah. Nice. I did a little audio slave. Nice. Wow, can we have a little snippet of that? Uh, I'd have oh, to look it up. <laughs> yeah, uh. you, you probably could find a snippet of it. Oh boy! It's on social media. <laughs> oh, Let's go. Yeah, I'll I'm, to dub that I'm gonna right play in. it on here. Well, it was a pretty big deal. It was like the world tour of, yeah. uh, of Kelvin Mosier, and <laughs> yeah. uh, we just got things kicked off. And Started and it was ended. wonderful. We were in a uh, little cantina in Playa, and uh, yeah, it was a good time. Nice. Crowd went wild. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know how it is. Were yeah. they chanting for more? Um, perhaps. <laughs> Couldn't for more tell silence? what they were saying. Was it more or less? I wasn't sure. I don't but. know. <laughs> we want more earplugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was a great time. Happy to be back. Well, kinda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. All right. Are you guys ready for our question I'm from ready. the public? Yeah. I'm ready. All right. It's actually somebody sent this in on our voicemail line. Ooh. Obviously, we have the right to protect our family and our home. So someone breaks into our house, we have the right to defend ourselves, obviously. And if it requires a gun, uh, the question is, if I shoot the intruder and they are clearly not deceased, but are obviously in a state where they can no longer pose any harm to me or my family... Is it inappropriate to, or where's the gray area where it becomes murder? Because I've heard so many situations or people have talked about that they can turn around then and sue you if they have obviously life-threatening injuries or they're, uh, let's say they're paralyzed or they no longer can function or they no longer can work. So by letting them live, even though they broke into your house and clearly tried to cause harm or even death to your family... You now can be on the hook for being sued for your own actions protecting your family. Is this the case, or what's your expertise in regards to this? 
You know, in listening to that, I would say that you got to understand in regards to law, you know, you have your criminal law, your like your burglaries and your thefts and your assaults and things like that, things of which people are going to be prosecuted for and they're going to be held accountable and maybe have to spend some time in jail or whatnot. But then you also have your civil law, your civil law things in regards to like divorces or, you know, I slipped and fell on your driveway or your sidewalk, so now I'm going to sue you. Those things that kind of have like a civil penalty. And I think that's what that listener is referring to would be the things that fall within the civil realm of things. Um, I don't particularly have an expertise in the civil realm, but I can tell you that if a intruder were to have, let's say they broke into my house, God forbid, and uh, I was forced to use deadly force upon that individual because I was in fear of my own life or in fear of my family's overall safety, and uh, they were in a position to where they no longer posed a threat to me, uh, yeah, you're done there. You're not going to want to take any more action against that person as far as, Mm -hmm. for say, like trying to finish them off. That's going to land you in a whole lot more world of problems. Uh, You'd probably end up in prison for the rest of your life if you ended up did taking their life. Uh, the best thing that you're going to want to do at that point is, yeah, just like if a law enforcement officer was involved in, say, a shooting incident, the very next thing that we're going to do is render medical aid to that person who suffered that gunshot wound. We want to do everything possible to to save their life. And, you know, if the uh, shooting was justified and you rendered aid and everything was done appropriately, you're really limiting yourself for that civil liability that comes after. But uh, I tell you know my friends this, uh, you can get sued for just about anything anymore. It's just whether or not the judge is going to agree with the person that's suing you. Yeah, that's scary that somebody could break into your house, you maybe shoot them and paralyze them yeah. for the rest of their life, and you can get in trouble for that? Yeah, you could certainly go through a lawsuit. Now, whether you're that person who is suing you wins or not, Uh, you know, that's kind of up in the air. It's going to be up to a judge to decide. But, uh, yeah, anything's possible. You may have to go down that road. And, unfortunately, no matter how in the right you might be, uh, it might even cost you some money because you're going to have to hire an attorney and you're going to have to go through that process. You're probably going to lose a great deal of sleep as those your family members as well as far as, hey, what's to come next if we lose? Um, even though that person might have done everything right. But if they do step over that line, and uh, in this example, let's, if they don't stop and they, God forbid, finish the guy off, that's going to be a much worse scenario. And now you're looking, like I said, probably prison time, more I mean, than likely prison this time. Is, this is kind of an awkward question. But in that situation, yeah, I'm painting the picture like it's my home. I'm home with my wife, who is probably still in bed. Intruder comes in, right? There's an obvious threat. I use my gun and and, and say I take it too far. It's my own conscience, but there's nobody around to know that I took it too far. What's the obvious? I mean, okay, there's a shot, say a wound to the leg, and then also a shot to the head. I don't, you know what I mean? Or, or whatever, right? So it looks like I obviously went up and finished this guy off. He's not going to be there to defend himself, right? I mean, I'm not trying to get weird about it, but yeah. it's the honesty or yeah. the reality of the situation. 
then in a court of law, because they're going to come in, you guys are going to show up, you're going to look at all of the evidence. Is this actually an intruder, or did Brandon just murder some dude and drag him in his house? You know, (laughs) what's the situation, right? Like, what you really got to look at the full aspect of it. Brandon's saying it's an intruder, but really, what did happen here? So you're going to look at that, right? Because I guess what I'm thinking is somebody's listening to this saying, well, if they're in my home, I'm going to finish them off, because I don't want to be in a lawsuit. Well, on on that note, I, I think it's important to recognize that, that if you encounter a situation such as this, where you have an intruder coming into your home and intending to do harm to your family, you should not let, you know, what may happen years down the road, a civil lawsuit, or like get in the way of doing whatever it takes to defend your family and yourself. That can all be handled in court later. But do what it takes to protect yourself. Uh, obviously, you know, once there's no threat there, there's no longer a need for action. Mm-hmm. And so we need to get that person emergency first aid. Obviously, calling the police is something that should be on your to-do list. In, <laughs> <laughs> after yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, really, when it comes down to it, I mean, it's easy to get caught up in, you know, all the what ifs and what could happen. But really, it's your home. You have a right to defend it against somebody who is, you know, obviously coming in to do harm to you or your family. And, uh, you know, the, the critical thing in that moment is to, to make sure that you prefer uh, that you protect life. My other question, sorry, would be, say, take this another sideways. So this takes training to react to this kind of thing correctly and to make sure that you are, one, protecting you and your family. Are there trainings out there for stuff like that, say, mm-hmm. uh, classes or courses that people can go to to say, uh, home invasions, maybe just how to handle themselves, say, with weapon or without. Like, mm-hmm. what do you do? Maybe it's a mace. Maybe it's a stick. Maybe mm-hmm. what, you know? Yeah, there are a variety of firearm self-defense courses offered, you know, throughout the area. I think, you know, your local gun range could be a good place to start in finding somebody who can offer that kind of instruction. Yeah, uh, there's all sorts of, like, jujitsu, karate, yeah. self-defense types of courses. So. Those resources are available, but like particular how to handle yourself in this situation, I don't think so. I don't know. I could be wrong, yeah. but uh, I think Captain Olson might have a class like how to use a lamp. Wasn't he talking about that <laughs> really? a couple of weeks ago? Well, everything's a weapon. That's what he oh, said. Yeah. 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 Everything becomes yep. a weapon. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you can grab. But, That's right. but, but really, if you're going to be a responsible firearm owner, make sure that you know, you are prepared to use that in the correct circumstance. Taking that a- extra step to get training on not only case law associated with situations like this, but also what are the what are the three means, opportunity, jeopardy. Yep. Those are things that we train our officers f- for in deadly use of force scenarios. You know, and it, it does take some training to re- react appropriately. So I would say if, if you have any concerns about your ability to react the right way in that situation, you might look at, you know, some training opportunities that exist out there. And you, Brandon, you wanted to ask about the shooting that happened. Well, yeah. The, the last time you were in here, we talked about the, the unfortunate situation down at Teddy's. Mm-hmm. It was cool to see how you guys found evidence right after we had our episode. We mm-hmm. recorded it. You guys weren't sure. You guys were looking on for more evidence. And I guess my question to you is, how did you guys come about all the video, all that stuff? You know, uh, it, it comes down to the fact that we've got detectives that don't give up. We've got a very hardworking 
entire floor of detectives and investigators from the sheriff's office who are all working for the one goal of identifying the, the suspect responsible for this. And it takes a lot of legwork. It takes a lot of scouring the downtown area for evidence, looking for, you know, potential cameras that might have caught, you know, any of the action relevant to the incident. And uh, we, we got a major break in the case when, you know, there's a, a shipping company that's downtown that gave us a call to say that they had located a discarded firearm in, you know, the area of their business. And so at that point, that kind of focuses our attention and we're able to go and review surveillance footage of the area uh, adjacent to, to where the firearm was located. Mm-hmm. And boom, there's our suspect right there uh, or, you know, a possible suspect seen in the area of the truck where the, the, the gun was found. And then you just start working that backwards, start looking at yep. footage from that area back to the, the scene of the crime. And boom, we can see the the the. Uh, very clear evidence of the the suspect leaving the scene where the shooting happened and discarding the the firearm and then we start working additional leads based on that information it's very 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 i can't characterize it as anything but just good old school detective work right just pounding the pavement and looking for stuff and Mm -hmm. hoping something turns up Mm -hmm. that's cool it's Mm -hmm. crazy that that actually happened here in rapid city Oh yeah. It's, well, it's so I don't know if you remember this, but uh, probably five years ago, we had a documentary film crew come to the police department to focus on a case that our crew had actually solved. It was a uh, assault that ended up turning into a homicide uh, down there off of East North Street. Once we arrived to that scene, there was very little evidence left on scene looked like it might have been a robbery gone wrong but really as far as like actual evidence left on scene to to give us any sort of clue as to who had done this to this poor victim you know it was it was very very scarce and so once again our detectives did what what they always do and pound the pavement work the area they were able to actually collect hours and hours and hours of video surveillance evidence from all around the East North Street area, and we're actually able to, while the, the actual homicide itself was not captured on surveillance video that we were able to recover, using other surveillance video, we were actually able to follow the victim around and then follow our suspects around and show that only the victim and only the suspects could have been in the area off camera at the same time that the homicide happened. Hmm. And then you see the the suspects walking away. This whole documentary focused on the ability to use surveillance footage to get a prison sentence for homicide. Wow. And uh, once again, it's just good old school detective work, not giving up, putting in all the work that is necessary. And um, obviously, you know, in this day and age, there's cameras everywhere and we can really, really lean on that evidence to help us solve crimes. Yeah. What an awarding feeling that must be to catch that guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's why we go to work every day. I mean, that's kind of part of my why when I was a detective is just to be able to get a unique case like that. And uh, you have a family that's grieving and all they want is to be able to put this behind them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when you go out and you're able to locate a suspect and even, I mean, the confession for me was always very huge and very cool. And then when you see that individual held accountable for whatever they participated in, 
and then the, to see the family, you know, s- s- go through that as well as far as being able to put it behind them, uh, it's pretty cool. It's very rewarding, and that's kind of my why. When yeah. I was that's cool. As a de- yeah, detective. recently our friend, his grandmother was murdered, yeah. and that guy recently was Served. held accountable. Yeah, was held accountable. That was kind of nice, yeah. I don't know. I just kind of felt good for him, you know. Yeah, that, and his family. That was a unique one, though, in in the way that the court process is playing out, because uh, he had to he, he had to go to court on his federal charges before he could go to court on his state charges. So there's a whole other chapter of the court process for that. Mm-hmm. But it is relieving to see that you know this guy is not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, in relation to. Uh, you know, the homicide of a 81-year-old mm-hmm. woman? Yeah. yeah. Grandma. Can't believe you know. that. Grandmas are special. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are. Mm-hmm. That was just horrible. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I I think, you know, the, the public should know that as far as, like, when you look at homicide and case closure rates across the country, you know, we're very fortunate in Rapid City to have a, 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 a closure rate that's high above the national average. And it's because of that, I, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, the the good relationship that we enjoy with the community and a community that's willing to step up and help us in, in these sorts of things. When somebody comes across a, a discarded gun downtown, do they just throw it in the garbage or do they call the cops? They call the cops. So I, I think that's another component, too, is that we rely on, you know, the help from the public to solve these things, too. Yeah. Anything interesting happening? Uh, I don't know the if past you couple days? saw it, but we had a pretty pretty interesting DUI crash there in Omaha yeah. a few days ago. Yeah, I believe it was early Tuesday morning, right around like twelve fifty five. We got this call for a rollover crash over in uh, Omaha and Sixth Street. Once we got there, we obviously located the car, which was sitting on its roof, and the driver who had actually crawled out of the car, he was standing next to it. And so through talking to witnesses, we determined that the vehicle was eastbound on Omaha at a very high rate of speed. For whatever reason, left the roadway, hit the median, flipped over. And uh, once we made contact with the, the driver, they were showing you know the preliminary signs of impairment. So we ran through a DUI investigation, determined that he was indeed too intoxicated to uh, safely operate a motor vehicle. And in the meantime, uh, while we're doing that, we also locate a, a firearm in the car, uh-huh. run the number, find out that it's been stolen. And so all in all, you know, our driver went to jail for his second offense, DUI, reckless driving, no proof of insurance, and then the uh, possession of a firearm while intoxicated. Ooh. I thought you were going to talk about the guy who wanted to help with this car in our Sally port. Oh, did we talk about that one? Uh-uh. Did Mm-mm. we talk about the, oh, you want to <laughs> take that <laughs> one? Well, I more. don't have all the details, but uh, we had an individual pull into our Sally port. And for those that don't know, our Sally port is where we keep all of our patrol cars. Yeah. Uh, so if it's snowing or whatnot, they don't get covered with snow and they're secured in a nice secured area. And uh, the gates go up and down with the, you know, like entry. It's like access. a secured garage door. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And one of our officers, how I understand it, was it was in the very early morning hours, and he was coming into the police station, and he swiped his card to have the garage door go up. And as he pulls in, he notices notices another car pull in behind him, 
and that individual gets out and asks for help for their car because they, they said they damaged their car. Is that right? Yeah, the officer noted a significant amount of front end yeah, damage well, a on little the vehicle. Bit. <laughs> well, the whole front end was all smashed up and scraped up, and that individual, of course, went to jail for driving under the influence oh of alcohol. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, we don't get yeah. in the Sally port, but, yeah, it was kind of unique. I was wondering if you could help me with my car. Exactly. Can I pull it in your guys' garage? You got any tools in there? Yeah. And that's kind of how it went. That's how I understand it. Can you pull it. these dents out for me? All right. You want to help me yank this bumper out with me? That's awesome. I don't know what hit me, but all of a sudden, I'm dragging my bumper. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of how I understood it all happened. Wow. So, yeah, that's a little unique. We might yeah. have to talk about this on the roadhouse. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate sure. for that person it, um, it it may have been up there with the shortest transports to jail that we've ever done <laughs> just what five feet yeah he said so, uh, you know typically we transport via our patrol cars but this was an individual that just got to get walked into booking. Walk on yeah the booking is right mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. which is nice you don't have to ride in the back of a cop car which isn't fun you know i've never necessarily <laughs> yeah. may or may not have but uh, another question I've got for you guys is I don't pay attention to the laws of the weed, all right? <laughs> and so I don't know where we're at as far as legalizing marijuana. Uh, how, how are things going around here? I do notice that there's a lot of medical marijuana shop, marijuana, marijuana shops or whatever weed shops popping up. How are things looking from your guys' perspective on that, or are you just as confused as I am? Well, it is it is very confusing, and what I can tell you is we're in this weird, like, gray area. But, you know, the city's getting ready for it. I don't know if you saw, but the, the city had done the lottery for awarding the certifications or the licenses. Yeah, it's like a license to where we're only allowing so many licenses within the city. The city gets 15 dispensaries, and so they held a lottery to uh, issue the licenses to the different applicants. And so just this week, uh, the city released the names and locations of where those uh, dispensaries will be. Wow. And they also read that uh, now they're even moving forward to having to give out licenses to the companies or individuals that are going to be manufacturing or growing the marijuana for the places that will be selling it. Or testing, too. You know, my aunt used to be a teacher. She's a retired teacher, and now she helps grow marijuana in Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right. She doesn't partake, but she does get it on her hands sometimes, and she said... It kind of makes her feel relaxed. Well, I, I, I mean, <laughs> nobody said Isn't teaching was not a stressful job. <laughs> right? Well, yeah. I mean, it's like this, man. You take the T, you know, and you add the H and the C. What do you get? You know? <laughs> Hi. You get high. <laughs> Are you high? Wow. <laughs> Sometimes I think he is. <laughs> no, but I'm a little low on caffeine. I know that much. And nobody brought donuts. That's, that's fair. Well, we always have to end with the question from my son, who is just about to turn six. Whoa. He wants to know if you guys like the movie Encanto. Myself and my girlfriend just watched that uh, <laughs> the other week, and... I will say it's got some catchy tunes in it. It does. Yeah. One of them plays on one of our radio stations. Really? Yeah. We don't talk about Bruno. Oh. I was wondering if we talk about Bruno. <laughs> no, we no? can't. No? No? We don't talk about Bruno? No. I don't even know. No, we can't. What is it like? A... It's a Disney movie. Okay. It's an animated one. We don't talk about Bruno. 
Oh boy! Come on, guys. That reminds me of. I'd rather uh, go race some cars. Let it go. Let it go. Oh no! I, I mean, this it is, is way it, better. It is the new Frozen. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, same sort of catchy songs and everything, and you know, it's it's it it's the parents' nightmare, right? <laughs> it is. I've I watch it probably ten times a day. <laughs> and my yes. son likes the the strong girl, and I mm-hmm. I don't know what her name is, but mm-hmm. he does the whole dance when she sings. And yeah, that, I think that one's my favorite from that movie. Yeah, was this like in Whoa. the theaters or is this like on television? Uh, it, it's been released. I think it's on Disney Plus it's now. Disney Plus. All right. Well. Come on, get I guess with I'll it. have to wait till it comes out on VHS. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, it, yeah, he's high. <laughs> ne- wow. Next time, if, if your son has a question about a movie, I guess we're just going to have to forward the question to uh, Lieutenant Mosier so he can prepare. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about Disney movies. I'm more into like... Uh, I can't wait for the new Top Gun movie to come out. I mean, yeah. that's been like getting delayed Why? for the year old one after is so year good. after year. Yeah, the but we want to see the next chapter. Yeah, it's like, come on. Speaking of good classic movies, you know they're going to remake that movie Twins. Remember with Arnold Schwarzenegger and what was that, Danny DeVito or mm-hmm. whatever? Oh, that's an old one. Yeah. That's an old it's one. Classic. Is, is, Who's is in it? the new one? Uh, it's it's the same people, but they're adding it. It's called Triplets, and I think they're going to have... Kevin Hart. Uh, no, isn't it? No, oh. uh, Tracy. Tracy what? Morgan. Mar- Tracy Morgan. Oh, nice. He's going to ride in on a Walmart truck. Oh, I love him. That will be good. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming in, guys. Right. Right. Yeah, Till next time. Till next time. Hey, yes. maybe, maybe the next time we're in, Top Gun will be out. Yeah. Maybe I, I doubt it because they'll delay it again. You just watch. That's yep. going to be my luck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to play your karaoke now. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. Audio Slave. Let's yeah. go. Like a stone. <laughs> on a cold wet oh stop okay. yeah, cool. don't give them too much we don't want, we want more <laughs> wait, wait, wait can you do can can you do you've lost that love and feeling come no, on yes come do, on i won't do that one <laughs> you've lost that love and feeling that's a jam oh that we love you guys. guys we love you if you have a question you'd like for us to ask Email citizensarrest at homesliceaudio.com. Citizens Arrest is hosted by Amy Rose, Brandon Jones, Brendan Medina, and Lieutenant Mosier. Produced by Mark Houston. Engineered by Chris Jacquez. Audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment. Affirmative.